Hello, welcome to the Meta Pod, a Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. That was the second time I did that this morning because Sean interrupted me the first time, but it, it's fine. I love Sean and I love all the things that we got going on here on the pod today. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. And any of you watching uh, on on the YouTubes will see that there's two other people joining us today. So so that we don't talk for too long while these other people are like, who are these humans? Uh, well, one, if you don't know who these humans are, how do you know about our podcast? Two, <laughs> um, yeah, why don't y'all go ahead and introduce yourselves? Like, we'll start with uh, with Shay or Hot Chalk PTCG. Hot Chalk PTCG, formerly known as the Sloper. You might yes. you might remember me by that one. Um, but yeah, hello, uh, I am Hot Chalk PTCG. Shay, I just make well, you Pokemon YouTube videos on the uh, on the interwebs, all sorts really. Uh, song parodies, comedy, deck profiles, vlogs, and just a big mishmash of stuff really. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, we also have Pumpkin Amy with us here today. I'm, I'm gesturing, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, up, down, wherever, wherever it is that makes sense. With Pumpkin oh. Amy. Good morning, guys. Yeah, so my name's Pumpkin Amy. I do a lot of Pokemon content on Twitch. So we do Pokemon TCG, we do Pokemon Arts, we do Pokemon Challenge Runs and VGC, uh, all sorts, really. And yeah, it's just been quite a wonderful time. So the reason that we have these people here today, for anyone who may not remember, this was a couple weeks ago, I think probably like two months ago, Sean and I brought up the idea of possibly interviewing people within the Pokemon TCG community that have made a name for themselves during the pandemic. The pandemic has been long. It's still going on. Thankfully, a lot of us can kind of start doing some things again, um, but we're still not back to where we are. And so this is going to be a series that we do the first of a couple different episodes where we highlight people that have, that have turned something, you know, awful, horrible to something in their own, something beautiful, something really, really cool. Um, I met both of these two people, I think during the pandemic, and these are wonderful people that I'm excited to, to have on. So we're just going to talk a little bit about a couple different things, you know, their content, the, the stuff that they do in the TCG, things like that, kind of their origin story, if you will. And then, um, even maybe some other broader questions that we have. But uh, you say origin story, and I thought like bit by a radioactive spider. Who was bit by a radioactive? Who who got bit by the the radioactive tortoise? (laughs) You know. (laughs) But we'll we'll start. We'll we'll fire off a little bit, a little bit of some quick questions here. So real quick, which is your favorite Pokemon? (gasps) Oh, go ahead. You you start. You start. Punkaboo. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that makes sense. The one that you're currently holding. Yes. Yes. Mm, the one I'm cuddling, but um, you know, people, close, close people on the uh, podcast can't see it. Yeah, true. But yeah, um, I'm cuddling a pump kaboo. Uh, it's life size. It's very cute. <laughs> so um, yeah, but um, one of my other favorites is Rowlet, which is actually one of the reasons that I met Jake. Uh, <laughs> and um, Cyndaquil was my first ever Pokemon. So it holds a real special place in my heart. So I have a question. Is that the... So pumpka pumpkaboo comes in like different sizes, you know. Yes. Which which size? You said this is life size. Which size is the life size? This one is the large pumpkaboo. This oh, is a okay. large boo. Oh. Um so this yeah, this this one is a big boy and it's not actually that big. Um 
<laughs> so I imagine like the small one would be really cute. But um, yeah, uh, this is from the Pokemon Center. It's real cute. Shay, how about you? Uh, my favorite Pokemon actually changed kind of recently. It used to yeah. be the champ. That's why I've got bear, got my champs knocking about. But um, upon the release of what was it called, Isle of Armor, it is now it has to be Urshifu. What an absolute mm. yeah. unit of a Pokemon! <laughs> I can't love him. That single strike. If you if you, if you played the game at home, uh, or if you haven't played the games, go on YouTube, search uh, what's it called Wicked Blow Urshifu. Just watch that animation and tell me Urshifu isn't the coolest Pokemon ever. So, wow, get out of my way. <laughs> Yeah, it's it. definitely, it's definitely, a, it's it's probably my favorite Pokemon play right now in the TCG, single striker Shifu. It's not great, but it's just fun hitting for like 800 damage in yeah. one turn. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me a bit of um, Primal Ground and that sort of thing. Where it's like, right, this Pokemon at some point is going to take three, four, maybe six prizes. Stop it, because if you don't, pop up, game's over. <laughs> exactly, exactly. There's a lot of similarities that go with it that, that do... That just make it really appealing to a lot of people. So mm. going real quick. So now we're going to kind of we've got the we've got the easy question out of the way. You know, now we're going to get the hard questions, you know, some trigonometry in here through <laughs> uh, through the Pokemon trading card game. But tell us a little bit of the content that you do. You both of you kind of previewed it um, when we were doing sort of introductions, but maybe go into it a little bit more of like, you know, what what do you try to do? With your content like if you if someone were to be at a restaurant you know talking to someone and be like oh you watch pumpkin amy you know you only have a minute to tell me about what pumpkin amy's channel is all about what do you what would you want someone to say um i'd probably want someone to say just um wholesome pokemon tcg community goodness um essentially my channel is based off tournaments like that's what it started as we started running tournaments on tcgo um but it ended up actually becoming this really lovely community of people who help each other out to not only create amazing decks but also get the cards they need and just be really wonderful to one another like the community really is a rock for a lot of people at this point and it's fantastic now do you run your tournaments through limitless uh or yeah. did you like okay nice cool uh, i didn't used to um yeah. i used to run the before i was an organizer on limitless before that was even a thing because at the start of the pandemic it wasn't we started on challenge it didn't always pair things the way we wanted so we moved over to battle fi or battle fee um and then when Limitless became a bit more prevalent within being able to take on other organizers than the ones which already kind of existed there, uh, then we applied for that and started running through Limitless. Well, I've got to give you praise. As somebody, I've been doing tournaments for like Digimon. I know, sacrilege. Oh, actually, Digimon Oh, oh, okay, okay. Boom, after, connection. after, after. <laughs> but that's what I've been like deep in. But yeah, I've been running tournaments for Digimon and running tournaments is a lot of work. It's I do so it at much. least three times a week. Oh my gosh! Well, uh, applause. It's it's that's dedication. <laughs> I didn't realize it was three times a week. Well, it's so it's twice online, and now that the pandemic is low key kind of becoming over, obviously I run our local league once a week as well, and then I'm running Digimon once a week as well. So actually, it's kind of four. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Are you like a judge? In Pokemon yeah. and Digimon? Well, I guess Digimon doesn't have judges officially Digimon yet. doesn't have judges yet. But yeah, I'm a judge and a TO in Pokemon. Um, I have been for three years. Wow. Okay. Did not know that. I'm learning <laughs> things. 
Uh, yeah, Shay, w- w- some background on like a uh, content that you make. Uh, um, I guess the channel uh, it's been going for a while. To be fair, obviously it's a slow progress. It's been me and someone else um, who has dropped out since. But uh, started off sort of doing like more competitive focused stuff, almost like podcast segments where you interview people. Then when the pandemic hit, I just thought, well, I'm just going to start doing some bonk stuff because everyone's going to be at home. They haven't got a choice but to watch now. Let's start going crazy. <laughs> so I started off with like, did a lot of like new format stuff, a lot of deck profiles. And then one day I was just watching some Sidemen stuff. Anyone who knows a Sidemen, like a big hench UK channel. It was doing bare comedy. I thought, let's just start doing some comedy stuff. Did some of that, went down really well. Then I got into a phase of watching like diss tracks and I thought, oh, I'm going to make a song parody. Uh, I just found the more fun I had making the content and the more bonkers it was, the more well it received. So now, like, if any idea had the green light now, I'll do anything. So we still keep the backbone, like deck profiles and meta analysis and all that stuff. But now I've got like, if, you was, if I was to show you my little idea whiteboard, there's like a lot of... Um, skit ideas on it i'm just gonna slowly start working through so i noticed there wasn't really like if you look at stuff like magic you have like magic the gathering remy i think his name is you've got um team aps i'd like to say does Yu-Gi-Oh? they do like sort of similar skit type stuff and i thought no one's really doing that in pokemon and you know if no one's doing it then that means i have to be kind of good if i'm the only one doing it right like no one could do it better than me if i'm the only one so <laughs> so that was the idea and yeah it's just been going rocking ever since to be fair yeah yeah i mean so oh go ahead Sorry, Sean. No, you go. I was going to say, Jay, I know you and I were like, it, you know how like everybody who gets on the content creation train, like you might be different points along the journey. You and yeah. I at the beginning of the pandemic, I think we're like lockstep in terms of growth. It was, yes. it was wild. Like it was yeah, wild to yeah, see like, yeah, okay, yeah. you're hitting a thousand. And I'm, it was, it was a lot of fun yeah. uh, having another person who was like on that journey yeah. at the same point. And I'm not even going to lie to you, Sean, when we was going through that stage, like being about the same um i'm looking at that man this guy's video is so much damn better than mine i need to step my game up because i can't be having this <laughs> so yeah well big inspo well, there well sure. it was yeah. i just had fancy equipment i wouldn't know if, i don't know if the content was necessarily better but the the wrapping was very nice it was some fancy wrapping but but you you have definitely got like multiple fancy cameras now so uh definitely <laughs> overtaken me in that respect yeah, I mean, when we were when we did stuff, I mean, the upgrades that you've gotten since our Sabrina challenge thing that we did, I think that video is actually on YouTube now that I think about it for anyone who wants to do a deep dive. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, Amy, yeah, I was th- I was going to comment that same thing on the next question. I'll get to that in a second. But um, but I mean, you know, your mic, your mic was all right, but now it's fantastic. And like your video quality is just so much better. And now you have these multiple these multiple screens that you're going on. It's just it's incredible to see to see the growth from both sides actually, um, which is which is something that I love about content creating is just like being around for the long term and 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 seeing that. But yeah, I love that. Love that. That's what a benefit of having such addictive personality like I have. Like if I <laughs> obsess to something, I like hyper obsessed. Like well, I am now gonna make this 100% better in a week. I'm just going to try everything on my path. You can ask my mates if I'm either at the gym or I'm thinking about YouTube. That's the only things I do. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's just sort of a handy benefit, I guess. It's just, yeah. I'm going to point this out. If anybody on YouTube has noticed, Amy and I have the same Pokemon Center mugs. Well, not necessarily the same, but she's got the Grookey mug. I have the Sobble mug. So you could say that uh, great minds think alike. Sean, I don't. Where's your? Where's my mug? Where's I your, just uh, 
Yeah, what's it? Score at? bunny. I need to. I need. I need to get a uh, a proper Pokemon mug because you and I both usually, when we record in the morning, we'll have coffee, and mine is just in my generic mugs. I I finished yeah. my matcha already, but. Oh, How could you be a Pokemon, Pokemon podcast host without a Pokemon mug? I know. Oh, I, I know. need to send one to you. Absolutely, like. <laughs> The only one I can find is a Game of Thrones one. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, a lot of people like Game of Thrones. I get that. I get that. But a lot of people also like the Pokemon trading card game. Obviously, you two have have big sized audience, some decent sized audiences in the game. But what, like, what originally got you into it? Like, what was the start? What was the day that you were like, "Hey, I'm going to start making videos," or "Hey, I'm going to start running these tournaments and doing it on Twitch." Or just like what what was that moment that you were like, you know, let's just start doing this. It wasn't it wouldn't even be a moment of like, man, I want to do this full time or man, I want to commit like 40 hours a week to this. What was the what was the first, you know, live button? What was the first time you hit the live button? I'll let you start. I'll have to think about that one. I I didn't actually know what Twitch was when I started, like not properly. I'd watched a few streams before, but nothing serious. Um, and basically I required to continue running the Pokemon tournaments online as part of my job, um, because I work at a board game cafe, I run events every week and it was important to me to keep our local community interested and engaged in Pokemon while in potentially a really long-term pandemic situation. So I didn't even know what Twitch was. I was not expecting anybody but the league members to ever watch my stream. I was just being there so that I could run the event in the normal way I do with the usual enthusiasm that I have. So I was just literally there live for our league members to watch. And then that view count started to tick up and I'm like, who else is here? (laughs) Who are are you people? And and, and then they started chatting and we're like, oh, can we join in next time? And I was like, well, I see no reason why not. It's online. Um, so we started to allow other members of other leagues to pop in and play as well. And we started to adopt the people who also couldn't play at their local leagues. Mm-hmm. And then it grew and grew and grew. And then I had to learn what Twitch was because I was starting to have people tune in. Um, so <laughs> then I actually had to <clears throat> kind of carry on. And and it was just through work obligation that I initially started the channel and then through learning what Twitch was properly and learning how it works and interacting with other streams and content creators I realized how much bloody fun it is (laughs) and I just carried on and then I started to add other things that I like to do into that content creation umbrella because I thought well why not I'm in a pandemic I've got nothing to do I would be doing this thing regardless so let's pop that into the stream and see if people like it and if they don't I'm gonna do it anyway (laughs) (laughs) I mean you're the head honcho you run the show (laughs) yeah absolutely and I I love it before you carry on, Amy said she didn't even know what Twitch was about about in the pandemic. So she was like last March. Go on Twitch, I got five point five k followers. What a round, what a hero! Round of applause. That's incredible. <laughs> I actually have the the stats of of your growth on Twitch, and honestly, like for someone who's only been streaming about a year now, right? You've only been you've only been doing this yes, about a year. Yeah. Started about July of last year. Yeah, the first of um, July was my first stream on my own. I started streaming actually on my on the um, business account, um, but then I moved house because uh, I originally lived with my boss. Um, 
but I bought a house, moved out and was like, oh, I'm going to have to make my own channel because I can't stream on yours anymore. Um, so that's when the 1st of July happened when I actually began streaming on my own channel. And it's been it's been steady growth for you. I mean, yeah. usually what a lot of people because you're a Twitch partner now, you have like over 5000, as Shay said, of over 5000 followers. Usually a lot of people will see like a jump like a, a big like, oh, this month we were here, but now we're like way up here. And mm. you've been this steady, constant growth yeah, every single month, been. getting 300 followers for a couple months. And then you moved up to 500 and then 700 followers per month. Mm -hmm. And your viewer average has also done steady incline as well. Yeah. So and that's really interesting because a lot of people will say, you know, because you've said you do art, you do the video mm. game, you know, <laughs> some Nuzlocks. I think you're doing... Is it Radical Red? Yes, you did this Radical is the Red run, lately? okay? This is the run. <laughs> this is the run. This uh, is the run. But okay? <laughs> like that and the trading card game, a person could say like those are very different mediums they are, in terms yeah. of Pokemon content that don't really overlap too much. So how no, have you been able to, you know, keep that consistency while doing like all these different things? You know, you said like yeah. you you like trying new things and if the community doesn't like it, well, we're just going to do it anyways. Yeah, we just but, do it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but how have you how have you kind of kept everybody meshed together and continued that continue that upward trend? I mean, to be honest, I think a lot of it is scheduling. I'm very much a I like to know what's happening and when and I turn up regularly on time, which is ironic because today I was five minutes late. But <laughs> um, I basically, I think a lot of it's to do with scheduling. If people know what you're going to be doing and when and you just stay, just stick it there. If you can, just leave it in that time slot forever. I, I, I had to go back to work after the pandemic. So my schedule had to change slightly. But people adapted in like a week and a half, two weeks. Like they will adapt. Just a lot of streamers I see have these weekly schedules that change. And I know that's sometimes not possible with it. Like they have to do that because their work schedules and they're like working around their social lives. That's fine. But if you can stick it in a place and leave it there, because people will just start to know that you're going to be live and show up for whatever. Um, the other thing that I found really helpful is just not giving up. Uh, I was told by multiple people, why on earth are you doing those Nuzlocks, by the way? You only get like five viewers and it's really bringing your channel down because you get 20 viewers for your, this is like early doors, obviously, uh, 20 viewers for your TCG content. And I was like, yeah, but I'm enjoying myself. And and the VOD's there. If people want to tune in and watch it later, they can. And maybe that will trigger something. And I've been Nuzlocking for a good 10 years. When I was, The moment I started watching YouTubers doing it, about 10 years ago, I started doing it too. Like, I have, this is a world that I am not estranged from. I'm very happy. I'm very, like, I would be doing this just regardless. So all I want to do is sit here and have some fun. And my perspective on it was, I'm never going to hit partner. So who cares? <laughs> who cares if my viewer average is a little bit lower for these um, one stream a week or two streams a week? It's not hurting me. It's an average. What will hurt me is if the other streams start to suffer. But they won't. People that just aren't interested in that content just won't tune in. But then maybe people will discover they do like that sort of content because they watch your other stuff. And I found a lot of overlap in that. I think community building is like the biggest thing about Twitch and having that diversity and variety. And it's it's crazy to see like the people who can do it, you know, like you or, you know, other people who can just literally I mean, you could watch paint dry on a wall and you probably still average like 100 viewers. At well, this they point, do watch paint dry once a week. So <laughs> oh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. I mean, so you yeah, they, 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 you paint on the Pokemon. That's a, <laughs> that's a little bit more exciting, though. 
in my opinion, because I mean, those are beautiful designs. I love, I love oh, seeing those. You. I love but that I'm, I'm currently painting a base set Charizard just to drive the internet insane. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Get, get uh, get get it signed. Get it signed <laughs> by Matteo. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> Proper capitalize on the outrage going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Shay, kind of talk about real quick your uh your your introduction into content creating because YouTube is a completely different side in my opinion when it comes to starting and creating content. In my opinion, as compared to like a live. Well, you can't go live on YouTube, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 content on demand. I know, I was, I was sitting there thinking, like, when was the time I thought I'm gonna start making videos? I actually can't remember. If I go onto my channel now, what's the oldest video? Uh, oldest. Um, I don't know. It's weird. I've always like been in front of the camera. Like, I used to have, if anyone can find the channel, you're in for a treat. Uh, like Call of Duty videos back when I was like 16, 17. I don't know why. I've always watched YouTube. Like, if you look at my analytics on YouTube, I've watched like 12 hours a day. A, a lot of that's music. Don't get me wrong, but like, I watch YouTube a lot. And I just thought, you know, I'm a um. Probably kind of geezer, I'm sure I can, like, you know, make some decent videos. So then at the start, it was just, like, making stuff that I wanted that other people weren't making. Like, so towards the start of the pandemic, maybe a bit before, like, there wasn't really many super competitive-focused podcasts. So that's what I used to do. Like, I used to do a podcast, you know, cut it up, you know, get a podcast, cut it up into segments, upload like that. And then moving forward, when the pandemic hit, I just thought... Well, I've got literally nothing else to do. I'm a personal trainer outside of this. I literally can't do anything. The gyms are closed. Let's just hyper-focus on this YouTube thing for however long it's going to be, six months a year, and just see what happens. So I did some research and what's the best way to grow or search-based content and all that. So I thought, okay, we'll do some future format, see how that goes. I mean, that was fun, but it was very... You can't really get your personality out if you're doing a a, um, yeah. a new format deck profile. <laughs> uh, we play this, we do this, we do this. You know, have a like, comment, subscribe, all that jazz. Um, so we so we did that for a bit, and then like I think slowly I started getting bored of that. So I was trying eke some more personality content out slowly um, until the time I started doing actual comedic skits. I remember the day very clearly. I was thinking, I'm uploading it, thinking this is not funny. No, <laughs> this is gonna tank. I'm such an idiot. Uploaded it anyway. Um, did a couple of those. They went all right. And then I think it was the players that you see at Pokemon events. That was yeah. the one where I thought, ah, okay, in. if I do it properly, <laughs> this stuff goes down well. So um, from then I was just like, right, let's just sort of, I wouldn't say forget about the competitiveness, but let's just try and make every video as entertaining, as fun as possible um, and carry on from there. But another thing I'd say with me, though, I'm like super petty. Uh, my, my close friends will know this. Like, I remember this. I was telling someone that I was uploading daily, um, and they were like, oh, you can't keep that going. I was like, all right, then. Did like three months daily. <laughs> someone said, oh, yeah, your videos don't know that very good. I was like, really? Well, there we go. <laughs> right? So I don't know. So I like that Kobe, Michael Jordan-esque pettiness. I'm just like, right, like, you think I can't do it? Watch me. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I, you... I that's respectable. I like that. You, you've been able to turn it on because, you know, like, prior to the pandemic you know you're getting a couple subscribers every day i did end up finding your modern warfare 3 video throwback montage best of two modern warfare 3 yeah. i did it was very easy all i had to do was type in your name yeah i'm i'm the sucker for searching that i remember sean told me he was like a hula hooper wait mm. what did what was that stuff sean i like a fire spinner hula hooper person yeah. for for like, many years oh no those are the incredible things that I love looking <laughs> up and finding. But then, like, once the pandemic hit, you know, you started getting 20 subscribers a day, 40 subscribers a day. You know, with that determination, with that fun-esque that you were doing, 
you know, you were just able to turn it on and you were able to, and now, now you're hitting 3000, 3000. I can't even imagine hitting like 500 subscribers on YouTube, sub to the YouTube, by the way. Um, <laughs> so like, it's, it's just crazy. The charisma that you bring in the different and the different, uh, in my opinion, the different side that a lot of people on YouTube won't make, right? Yeah. Cause a lot of YouTube videos in the trading card game are very cut and dry copy paste almost here's a deck. Here's what the deck is about. Here's some games, but yeah. being able to being able to spice things up, you know, being able to do the skits as well. I remember when that skit, the, the Pokemon players in real life, that was like almost trending in terms of the trading card game category on like Twitter. So I, it, I remember it, that day I was sitting there on the YouTube studios refreshing thinking, that's 50 more views. That's like, what's going on? Like, this is completely unheard of. Like, and I, from then I was like, right, yeah, let's, let's carry on with this then. It's uh, just awesome. It's awesome to see both of you do your thing kind of and kind of rise. But not only you all have had your rise, unfortunately, we can't bring every single content creator, you know, that does the Pokemon trading card game that's grown during the pandemic. But um, what? Do you feel like, you know, has really given a rise to the Pokemon trading card game during the lockdown phase? Maybe talk about a little bit of that and how, you know, the interest has affected your channels per se. Hmm. Um, do you want to start, Amy, or should I sure. start? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think a lot of it has been that people just haven't been able to play at their local leagues. There's a lot of influencers that were larger before um, things went down. The kind of influence the market in regards to collectors and i do think that has a knock-on effect to players i think that does draw more people to pokemon as a hobby it's in the news it's kicking off like yeah all of that does happen it makes an effect and people were just bored and like trying to make some money and um obviously there's the scalper situation and and weirdly that that does benefit us slightly um in that it does draw more people to the card game people yeah. are bored they're at home they're working from home and looking for things to tune into and they're thinking about oh what happens uh, even if you're not a very competitive player but they're looking at watching all these streams they're like i could do this mm-hmm. um and i think that's just one of the big things is that people had nothing to do and now that the pandemic is starting to calm down the category is still growing the people who are starting Pokemon TCG content creation on Twitch specifically right now are growing faster than any other channel in the category I've ever seen, including myself. They are growing fast. And that's because people are more invested in it than they used to be. Even the big channels like Tricky Gym, like Azul, they're bigger than they've ever been before. And it has been a bit of a jump for them. They went from about 500 average viewers to like seven, 800 and it's stuck. And it's not like it's still growing, but that that jump had did happen for them i know i was i saw it i witnessed it 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 did happen and it's crazy and great but the category as a whole is growing and that's because the hobby is growing and that is a fantastic thing to see during a pandemic when other tcgs have suffered ours has thrived and it's thanks to these wonderful content creators um that have kept this alive and that have kept this interesting that have grown this and pokemon themselves have have also acknowledge this and they're rewarding those larger content creators they are pushing them they are partnering with them in some cases and doing collaborations this has not gone unnoticed and it's fantastic to see 
Yeah, I've said it before. I think I said this a couple of weeks ago, like applauding Pokemon with Chilling Rain, like sending all of these people boxes, you know, yeah. codes to give away on stream or in channels and stuff. And how like, you know, six months ago, you know, Pokemon, the Pokemon company wasn't sending people no. all of these codes and things like that. But now you're seeing yeah. a wider rate. I wish they would go a little bit further and, you know, maybe talk to me a little bit, you know, like, I yes, don't know, I'm kind of, kind of feeling left out here, Hi. but <laughs> get some, um, uh, get some Europeans on the go. We exist. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, like right. get out of America. Um, like America sucks. Get out of here. Go <laughs> other places. People but, like. It's really just lovely to see that they acknowledge that during a pandemic, their online client paired with these wonderful content creators is what has absolutely bolstered the Pokemon TCG alongside the collectors. Don't get me wrong. Shout out to them. They've been phenomenal in also this process of bolstering the TCG. Um, but it's just been fantastic to see because it's something that I don't think anybody expected. I expected to really struggle to claw people back to Pokemon League after the pandemic. It's not really been like that. Obviously, people are taking their time coming back when they're comfortable, but it's not been as bad as I thought. And that's one of the reasons I, I do put down to having these things in place, having these places to go online that are always accessible and having these wonderful content creators who genuinely care about the hobby it's not just people who are just there like yeah i'm just gonna play i'm just gonna play adp boss boss game for like three hours <laughs> like they're no they're not like that they're wanting to genuinely help people they're wanting to genuinely have deck ideas that can benefit everybody from budget decks to high meta decks but helping people to achieve those goals not just doing what they want to do but actually engaging with this community say how about you i was just i was thinking as anyone was talking i think one thing that really really super helped the hobby because going into the pandemic i thought this could be the worst time ever to try and maintain a semi-competitive pokemon channel there's no events but i think limitless and like the sunday open and even yourself amy at the dice club but i've got videos on my channel where i'm getting involved with dice club events to be fair um i think that sort of closed or reduced some barriers for a lot of people that wanted to get involved with competitive but like you know didn't live close enough to Lee Cups for example or yeah. uh, maybe too anxious about going to Lee because I know my sister's very anxious about going to events like this right so I think having that sort of reduced barriers for a lot of people it's then a lot of people were actually getting involved in a more competitive more people in the tournaments and now Limitless you can find like what four, five, six tournaments going on every day like yeah. even yeah. even before the pandemic events are only on Friday, Saturday, Sunday right so the, just having that absolute multitude of events just um really helps you know people get more get involved in the tcg more people you're know, looking at different debt profiles and like amy was saying even i know the uh, sort of collectors the increase of collectors might get a bad rap on social media but let's say random number an extra hundred thousand people got involved with pokemon cards it's like what one percent of those actually get involved in playing a game what's that like an extra thousand is that correct yeah. is that right that is correct. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah yeah so like and that will happen that's a very conservative it does happen percent yeah 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 so. and the thing is that the collectors um if anything like them getting a bad rep uh no news is bad news like in regards mm. to promotion that's getting the pokemon tcg in the limelight and that is all we need um and the more people that grab things all their kids get interested wait this is a game it like it all yep. just flows into one another eventually so as bad rep as they might get they are a crucial part of this hobby without those sales without them not needing the commons we need uh <laughs> they, yeah, yeah crowbat like, v is like a three dollar card like exactly. awesome remember when the was like 
like without the collectors, without that boom, we don't get cheap singles and yeah. we need cheap singles to play our favorite hobby. And that is something that will encourage people to play as well. I've also had a lot. I'd love to know how many. I wish I'd have kept track now. I've had a lot of people come over to my tournaments and say, hi, I'm from the Magic the Gathering community and I would like a cheaper, fun TCG to play. What do you think to Pokemon? And I just said, look, but just try it out. Just try it out. And, yeah. I'll, and if you want to build the deck you've built online in real life, I'll help you find the cards for cheap. And they ended up building those decks and coming back to me and going, oh, Amy, 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 I just built four Pokemon decks by selling one magic deck and I've got leftover money <laughs> for a pint. Yeah. And it's yeah, a joyous moment. They realize I can play competitively and I don't have to spend my life savings. And that is partially thanks to the collectors because yeah. they don't need the cards we need. They just need like one of it in like a PSA 10 or whatever. And then the rest are on the market for us to snap up at two, two, three dollars a piece. You know, like that is magic in itself. If you want to be a competitive Pokemon TCG player, buy singles, people. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like for me, especially like, getting back into it because i've taken a bit of a break but you know post uh pandemic like post rotation i'm, I'm pretty sure i want to get back into it and yeah singles is the way to go for me mm. the one thing i will say is the boxes because the sets have gotten so large yeah and because you need a v and a v max so two cards mm -hmm. in the super rare slot basically in order yeah. to build yep. any competitive deck to me that's where it's like i have actually stopped buying boxes because it's prohibitively yes. expensive to especially compared to the sun and moon era prohibitively yeah. expensive to build decks through sealed but yeah singles mm -hmm. it's the cheapest game to play absolutely yeah. but then if there yeah. aren't these collectors opening those singles to sell them mm -hmm. someone's got to buy the boxes otherwise yeah. those yeah. prices will start to bolster again so we need them yeah we yeah. need them opening those boxes for stream we need those <laughs> uh, otherwise our single prices go up and then we're encouraged to buy more boxes and then you're in that luck ballpark again yeah. i like opening boxes that's part of my hobby that's part of how i have fun at the start of a set and get myself hyped for it and learn the cards so i buy boxes but also i work at a game store so i get discounts so let's <laughs> not pretend like i'm spending loads and loads of money i am spending yeah. a lot don't get me wrong and evolving skies is gonna wipe me out man but <laughs> yeah. yeah um but at the same time, that is part of how I enjoy the hobby and how I choose to, and I don't have to. If I need a budget month, I'm going to start buying my singles rather than opening a box and trading. But again, I have a really lovely league scene. I take those singles that I've pulled from my boxes and I take them to league and I trade them for what I do need. So I'm not spending any more money. I want to harp on, not harp, that wasn't the right word. I want to I want to bolster up Limitless a little bit more mm. yeah. uh, before yeah. we continue on. I, I feel like people a lot of times undervalue what Limitless has done in the Pokemon trading card game in terms of like the pandemic and the online era, as we mm. will probably tell our kids um, <laughs> or whatever. But they, I mean, they are incredible, not only to keeping people playing the game, but also like content creators. I think, Amy, yeah. you mentioned it earlier, like a lot of people are having big spikes and channels that are just starting out have grown faster than they really did ever before, you know, yeah. Limitless or the online era and things like that. And I think, you know, Limitless's site in general has something to do with that because, you know, now they've implemented a thing to where if you're playing in a tournament, you're streaming you know, there's this little yeah. button that says, yeah, oh, this person's up. live. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I think yeah. that I think that helps a lot of people. Yeah. Especially the quality because of life you have, features are fantastic. 
yeah, it's it's a super easy site to run, especially if you are a streamer. You know, if you're streaming and and playing in a tournament at the same time, Limitless just makes it incredible. The tournament's going on all the time, as you said, Shay. Like all hours of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, it's been it's been really good for all hours of the day as of late. I think the last couple of months there's been a lot of tournaments that happen that are friendly for like Europe, Asia, mm-hmm. like Australia, like all these different friendly times and people just organizing these events. So, um, yeah. I, I think. I, I was going to say, I'd say Limitless by far was the savior of the Pokemon trading card game. If it weren't for Limitless, like, you know, you think about, let's say, pick a tournament on like Sunday Open, right? I think before Limitless, because I got hopped in a couple of the early ones, you get about, about 30, 40 people, so about like a League Cup. Now, oh, I cast it as well, by the way, just saying. <laughs> people go to that Twitch on the Open, like, I'm there casting something. But yeah, now it's like 300 people. That's like a regional. Yeah, That's bot, and it wouldn't, and there's no chance that that would exist without Limitless. And like Limitless, the way, well, is it um, Pokestats of it? So you can like dial in Pokestats and see, oh, today there was 30% of Turners, 20% 80 That is insane knowledge for a content creator, or even anyone to have. And the fact that Limitless does that for free, Whoa, Limitless. They need, whoa, they're crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, I think you should give Limitless $2 a month via their Patreon, but that's just me. Yeah, that's a good point. No, 100%. People but yeah, it's should, it's yeah. completely free yeah. if you want it. Yeah. The the only thing I'd say from like um a judge's perspective is that running tournaments online is really hard. And if you want to get into that via Limitless, please think long and hard about it and get some uh, real judges, real Pokemon professor judges involved, please. Because if you do not, uh, the players can get very abusive. Uh, they, yeah, can get, they have language that you didn't know existed. Um, <laughs> because what you want to try and do, and this is hard, Limitless can't do this to an extent. Um, there, there is limitations. It's very hard to replicate a real life tournament online because there are certain features that just do not allow for the style of judging that is in the official Pokemon TCG rules. So, Please, if you are considering being a, a tournament organizer after listening the, to this, please get some actual judges on board because there are certain things like slow playing. There are certain things like bugs in TCGO that cannot be judged properly online. There are limitations to what Limitless can bring to us as fantastic as they are and as amazing tool this is from a judge's perspective. There are limitations that will always be there and without judges to properly explain to people why we can't do that or why or what rules we have implemented as tournament organizers with our series versus other rules and other series because they will differ please read the rules um (laughs) they they those will be difficult limitations at the moment right now there are three bugs on ptcgo um, I could request that all the players, you know, uh, abide by the actual rules. And it, when that bug happens, their their opponent does not respond in a way that they are technically cheating. Um, but I can't view the match. I can't spectate. As a judge, I cannot see whether they are acknowledging that or not. Uh, I also had an awkward judge oh, call yeah. last night where somebody had claimed they had won. And then the other person also claimed they had won. What do yeah. I do as a judge? So, again, there are lots of limitations. So, please be aware that if you want to start running tournaments on them, please get somebody official involved <laughs> yeah i've said this on the pod before but especially because you know we're all on screens you know we're not facing irl some people can be very nasty and fearless when yeah, it hard comes to, to when it comes to what they want to say i mean mm-hmm. we see it all the time and what is it what is that twitter account uh 
PTCG TCGO. posting L's or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. TCGO yeah. players posting L's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like that's like the most fun Twitter account I've ever <laughs> I've ever is. seen. Is but as a judge, if you get off. that aimed at you, it's not very nice. Um, yeah, we, it, we personally have a very strict um, bad sportsmanship rule. If somebody is rude to a judge or another player, they're banned for life, which is like, nope, no. out. There's no I applaud you for that. If they have gone to the effort to physically type, like sometimes when you're face to face, if you go like, oh, grr, F you or whatever, or salty saltiness, like that sometimes can't be helped. People just like blur, they just word vomit, don't they? Um, and then you'll, you'll reprimand them. You'll be like, no, don't do that. Bad. <laughs> uh, but online, they have taken the effort to type and send that. Mm -hmm. in, in, with the intention yeah, of true. hurting somebody's feelings. And that is mm -hmm. not okay. If you type it and go, okay, I've got that on my system, delete, don't delete. send. Delete, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That, that's okay. But you have made the effort to send that. And whether it's in English, Spanish, or any of the other languages we have had to deal with, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we know what you're saying, and we will ban you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think, too, it's like the, the whole idea of, like, sanctioned events, right? When you're running a sanctioned event, you also have the larger Pokemon company you know rules that yeah. you need to follow but like these online events they're not subject to that so it's like okay a lot of this is being done now not to like help people qualify for worlds but out of like the love that for, for you fun. have and for the love right. of the game yeah and so it's like if you can't go into this with like even if there are like real prizes on on the line like if you can't go into this with like a good mentality like mm -hmm. don't do it then mm -hmm. just don't yeah, do it yeah absolutely yeah, yeah bye yeah. <laughs> Like, if you're going to get that salty about an online game as well, like PTCGO, PTCGO is not, it is a wonderful client, but it is not perfect. It does have faults and things will go wrong that are completely out of your control. And sometimes that might mean that you lose. Uh, so like with these bugs or disconnects and things like that, if you're not prepared for that emotionally, then you should not be entering these events. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. But it happens. so coming on towards the tail end of things, you know, final, final big question, I guess you could <laughs> say. So you both probably think about Pokemon and Pokemon trading card game content specifically a lot. You know, your content creators, you're always planning for the future, things mm -hmm. like that. Where do you think Pokemon trading card game content is going, especially now that you know, lockdown is pretty much lifted for a lot of places. You know, things are going back to normal. I kind of say that in quotations. I personally don't believe we'll ever go back to normal. But um, how do you believe that the content will evolve in the Pokemon trading card game on your respected platforms? Um, I don't think it's going to change much at all, to be honest with you. I mean, you might get some more like IRL vlog type event stuff. But if you rewind sort of before the pandemic, you look at the big sort of TCG YouTube's got like Omnipote, you'll have a Kazor, you'll have all that stuff. Like the the, the the style of content hasn't necessarily changed, right? Apart from you might have some more sort of online streams, maybe where someone's doing like a chill and they're streaming the whole thing. You can't really stream a League Cup run. That's not really possible unless you've got like a big hench rig like Sean's got. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But so I think, I think on YouTube at least, uh, I don't think it's going to change much at all, to be honest with you. Because like if you're a content creator, you might like, if you want to like showcase a deck, you're not going to like, hook up a camera on down the table. I mean, you can, but it's much easier and much more appealing to the eye for the most part if you just like hop on TCG, right? So I think on YouTube, I don't think it's going to change that much outside of like more like event vlogs slash IRL stuff, maybe. I personally, anyway, I don't think it's going to change much. 
I don't think it's going to change a lot, but I think it will evolve with the times because we're going to have new people being inspired to do content creation. I think there will be new stuff coming out that maybe we haven't considered before. And I think just when like new games and new metas come out, things will just start to evolve naturally um, into other types of content creation, which I think will be really interesting to see kind of what happens in the future. And I hope that people aren't afraid to continue to branch out as well. Like a lot of people... I think sometimes if your channel isn't the largest and you do end up falling into the trap of being a one trick pony, sometimes people might lose interest. I think sometimes to an extent you need to try something different every now and again, even if it's just for a stream or half a stream or like just doing something a little bit unique or different. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be unique because, like, I didn't think my content was at all unique. And when I asked people, like, why are you tuning into me rather than these other content creators? What is the difference? Because I don't see it. I don't see what's different. And they said, you're different. You're what the difference is between you and this, that channel and that channel and this channel. You are doing the same thing, but you are a different person and you are what I'm tuning in for. And so sometimes that that changed my perspective a little bit on it as well, is that it's not necessarily the content that's being created that people are there for, it's the person as well. Mm -hmm. And um, so to an extent, I think you should be less afraid to try something new because if people like you as a content creator, they're going to tune in. Now, maybe Call of Duty isn't their thing or whatever, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to find other people that are interested in you as a content creator. And then maybe they, oops, accidentally tune in for a TCG stream and then we have no more TCG players. You know, it's happened a lot to me. People are tuned in for the Nuzlocke, they've tuned in for the art, and then they've gone, oh, hi, yeah, I was just popping in for a few minutes. I don't really understand the card game. And I go, wait, 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 let me explain it to you. It's very simple. Mm -hmm. And I just go, I just do the basics, just that this is how your turn works. And they go, oh, that wasn't as complicated as I thought it was. Maybe I'll stick around. Yeah, I think that Pokemon is is nice in that way compared to Magic, as you were saying earlier. It's a much mm -hmm. simpler game. So like yes. somebody just dropping into a Pokemon TCG stream, you can actually learn a mm -hmm. lot of the game within like one stream of watching yeah, somebody definitely. worth magic. It's and like from my perspective as a content creator, if we, if we can just like take a minute, even if the rest of the chat knows how to play, just take a minute to explain mm -hmm. what you're doing thoroughly on your turns because somebody who hasn't played before is in your chat right now, one person, mm -hmm. but I don't care. Because that one person can make a huge difference. And how yeah. do I not know that they're not the next Azul? They're not the next Tricky Jim. Mm. I'm teaching this person how to play. Yeah. Now, the big question is, what is your favorite deck to play right now? <laughs> Jay, um, have you got your favorite? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Hey, look, we got yeah. it. Sleep. Oh, my God. Yeah, we got we got it. oh, it's so it. bright. It's so bright. I've got one more choice. Yet. I haven't got the other one yet. No, got oh, my card. gosh. Yeah. Yeah, so this, this is the deck I play. I can't stand it sometimes, though. Turn two, one. Eternatus. Stop it. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely the Eternatus. I don't want to think much because I'm not that clever. I kind of fill the bench and just do damage. I, I can do that sometimes quite well. So, For yeah, anyone who may not be on YouTube and is listening to like Spotify or Apple, Shay showed off a very blinged out gold and black Eternatus deck. Mm -hmm. Very, very beautiful with an alt art Moltres, which... I want. Uh, but Amy, what is your what is your favorite right now? Um, right now, my favorite competitive deck is Ashifu Rapid Strike, um, and my favorite non-meta deck that I enjoy playing is Orbital V Max. I freaking love it so much, and I will play it 
every day if I can, um, but I wouldn't be able to take it to a regionals or something. So that would be sad. Um, but I'm very much enjoying Shadow Rider Cakes, um, but my build isn't perfect yet. So I'm still working on it. It's actually mad that you said all beat. Because I was walking home from the gym today, I was thinking, I'm making all beat on my pet deck. That card is so fun. <laughs> all beat is mine. It is it's mine. So I absolutely fun. adore it. And I I would happily take it to a to uh, a challenge. I take it to locals. I would not have the bravery to take it to a regionals. I might take it to a cup just because it has a really good Eternatus matchup. Uh, <laughs> so I think it has its advantages and it's great against the new um, Shadow Rider Calyrex as well. Basically, the more energy they've got attached to their Pokemon, the better mm. I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I, it's great against Picarom. It's great against um, Mew Three. I'm just sat there like more energy, the better, please. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just, I just like it on PTCGO with the Orbeetle, how it puts the damage counters on all the Pokemon. It is quite possibly one of the most satisfying. <laughs> it's very things satisfying in, in the when online you're against client. Against Eternatus, and they've got that giant bench. It's just a. Got all those Zigzagoons. The see you later, buddies. Yes. See ya. Literally. The more Ziggies are on that bench, the happier I am. <laughs> so I real I quick, know. let's just quickly mention before we head out, TCG Fit Fam. What was the workout <laughs> today? Uh, today I did uh, I did back, so a lot of rows, a bit of biceps as well, and forearms. That was my workout today. Yeah, doing a bit of curling. I think I actually put a tweet up today about that, thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Kind of talk a little bit real quick about the TCG Fit Fan. Kind of explain to maybe some people that may not know what it is and maybe how they can get into the TCG Fit Fam as well if they want. Yeah, I mean, like I said, um, but I'm not doing Pokemon. I'm a personal trainer. Um, so, and like a lot, a lot, and like everyone else, well, a lot of people, I should say, um, during the pandemic, I went from like 100 kilograms, kind of lean. So it all looks like 120. Uh, I don't know what that is in pounds. Um, what is that know. in stones, mate? I'm yeah, in I stones. stones. <laughs> US, okay, hold on. So 120 kg in LBS. I know that's quite popular over there in America. That's 264 pounds. That's my. That was me at my heaviest. And then in stone, oh, is it like pushing 16, 17? I think isn't it? 18.9. So let's not mess about. Doesn't matter how much muscle you got on you. If you weigh 18.9 for the most part, you are a fat geese. <laughs> so I looked in the mirror. I was like, Shay, what's all this about? So then I think when gyms opened up in the UK, it might have been about April time or something. I just sort of wanted to document the journey a little bit because there was a lot of other Pokemon people mm. sort of on Twitter, like uh, Rahul, for example. Yep. God, I'm forgetting names now. Will Post as well. I think Connor Sleepy Bird. Dreepy might be good. Sleepy, yeah, yeah, Sleepy Dreepy, yes, good, good shout. Uh, Tubbs, Tubbs Warner as well. And I just thought, well, I don't know, I thought, well, if I can document this stuff, might help motivate other people. Because I was seeing these guys and I was getting motivated. And I was thinking, yo, I'm the one that's been training for 10 years, but seeing like Rahul Reddy or Tubbs, you know, doing their bench press, like, yo, they can do it. Um, who's that? Daniel Avella as well with that incredible weight loss. I'm thinking if they can do it, there's absolutely zero reason why I can't. And if I can document myself doing it, then, you know, that might help. Even if it helps just one person, then it was worth it, right? So I just sort of uploaded some stuff. That had the hashtag TCG Fit Fam because that... Fitfam is like a hashtag on Instagram, like from a few years ago. I just thought I sling TCG on there. Didn't expect much of it. And then some more people started using it. Some more people started using it. I thought, okay, it might have something here. So just, just kept on rolling with it. It's just like a, for a, a family community environment. It's just like, doesn't matter what part of your journey you're on. Doesn't matter how much you weigh or how much you can lift. We're all in this together. One big TCG family. I had some Magic Gathering people getting hopped in as well, which is pretty gnarly. And yeah, it's just like that sort of, you know, let's just all do this together. Let's help, help keep ourselves self-accountable, stay positive, share our big things like that and yeah it's going quite well to be fair so i'm kind of happy how that panned out might be 
one of my favourite things, you know, I've got 3K and a video and getting close to 10,000 years, but that, having that, and I know that there's people out there in America, Australia, that are now, like, bettering themselves off a silly hashtag that I did of me in the gym. It's just mad. So, yeah, kind of kind of glad how that worked. Like, even you, Sean, you got involved. Video, I did. I, I, I yeah, need to keep yeah. working out. I, I started doing climbing a little bit too, but I, I need right. to... I've, I've fallen off the wagon, Shay. <laughs> yeah. Well, come on, get that hashtag. I know, come I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to, if you want to jump in on that, maybe share your workouts or just share that, you know, you did something today in yeah. terms of working out, whatever level that may be to you. Make sure to please use hashtag TCG fit fam over on Twitter or any other platform that you use. But now that we've sadly come to a close, my friends, Maybe uh, give a little bit of shout outs. You know, where can people find you all? Got it. I'll let you go first. You've been starting. Uh, so you can find <laughs> me on Twitch or YouTube um, at Pumpkin Amy. Um, I don't upload to YouTube as much as I would like, but I'm hoping to change that soon because I do work three full time jobs. So and do content creation. So um, yeah, I need a bit of like help with that basically because I don't have time to do my own editing. Um, so I am starting to sort that out. So hopefully more stuff will be appearing on YouTube soon, um, even if it's a bit cut and dry. <laughs> Uh, but mainly you can find me on Twitch. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram. Same again at Pumpkin Amy. So it would be fantastic to see some of you pop by sometime. Good, very good. Uh, then uh, as for me, uh, Twitter, Hot Chop PTCG, Twitch, Hot Chop PTCG, and YouTube, Hot Chop PTCG. I say YouTube and Twitter are my main socials. Um, I'm sort of debating in my head whether I want to hop in streaming a bit more. And I think if I stream on YouTube, it'll be TCG stuff. I'm debating everything, my Twitch stuff, um, non-Pokemon stuff. I like Dark Souls. I like Final Fantasy. I like uh, Cyberpunk. So if you want to potentially see me do some mad stuff over there, check Twitch out. If you want to see all my Pokemon stuff, Come to the Twitter and the YouTube. So, um, yeah, got some big things planned over there. Got some uh, yeah. projects in the works. Projects in the works. Uh, I didn't know that you were a Dark Souls fan. That oh, kind of yeah, catches yeah. me off guard. Have I got any Dark Souls stuff knocking about? Oh, I don't know if you can see. Hold on, hold on. You see the the helmet? Oh yeah, there Dark we go. Souls yeah. One, my sister, my sister <laughs> did the edit. Yeah, I love Dark because I haven't played Dark Souls two yet. So I think I might do a blind. Dark Souls playthrough Ooh. on Twitch, which absolutely scares the living daylights yeah. out of me. Yeah, that's true. I think I might do it. So yeah. <laughs> I hey, I'm in. I'm once I see that live ping. Once I see that live ping, I'm jumping in and I'm gonna heckle the heck out of you <laughs> the whole time. I've heard it here first. I've locked myself in. I will be doing that at some point. So go follow the Twitter Hot Chop I'm watching you be bad at Dark Souls too. <laughs> John, is there anything else we want to say before we call call it a day? I don't have anything else. Thank you both for joining us. Uh, I really enjoyed chatting with you, uh, meeting you, Amy, myself, at least for the first time, and seeing Thank you again, you. Shay. No, it's been lovely. And uh, yes, I, I will say, Amy, I I might hit you up about Digimon at some point in yeah, the future. I Yeah, I've been, as Jake knows, very deep in the Digimon world. I've refrained <laughs> from talking about it a lot on the podcast, but... That has been. It's a very fun game, um, and I wouldn't have got into it if it weren't for my job. But I, um, I'm excited to see where it goes. But I, I will, I will leave it at that. We won't talk more about Digimon here. <laughs> and I'm excited to see where you all go. I'm excited to see where the podcast goes and the Pokemon <laughs> trading card game in general. But Amy, Shay, thank you again for joining us here on the Metapod, the Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. 
this meta turned out to be content creation, as you could say. But have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening slash watching and see you later.